ريبورت عن سباح المسلم وثمولنا إبراهيم موسى It is the Palestine Report with Mawlana Ibrahim Musa. Mawlana, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Mawlana Habib. Let's start off by looking at uh, what has happened over the last few days, a very tumultuous uh, and a very precarious situation unfolding in Palestine over the last few days. Absolutely, so if uh, anybody has missed any part of that or just wants to see how it fits into the bigger picture, uh, the uh, latest escalation beginning from the Israeli side last week Thursday was this uh, raid which Palestinians have dubbed a massacre on the Janin refugee camp. Uh, now, this is significant because uh, uh, of previous massacres, particularly in 2002, that the Israelis have carried out in Janine, and uh, Janine also being uh, a hotbed of resistance over the last few years, as, as well as particularly last year, uh, from the over 200 Palestinians who were killed in 2022, the majority of them came from Janine. So last week, Thursday, we had uh, heavily Israeli soldiers entering the camp. Uh, they tried to enter disguised in a commercial truck. Uh, residents detected who they were and, and tried to prevent them entering, but they forced their way in, shooting at residents and uh, thereafter coming along with uh, other army vehicles, bulldozers, and targeting a building uh, that they said was uh, a uh, meeting where resistance uh, fighters were, were meeting at that particular time, and they claimed that there was an imminent threat from those particular uh, resistance fighters. Uh, but this was besides uh, the, the, the resistance fighters, this was a place that was generally used uh, by residents as a community center and, and for meeting. Uh, after they, they began a full-scale operation, uh, hundreds of Israeli troops now uh, entered the area in a pre-planned operation, uh, military jeeps, bulldozers, and uh, the bulldozers really went wild through the streets of uh, this part of the Janine refugee camp, destroying anything that uh, came in their way, uh, and even cars that were parked in the area. Uh, the resistance uh, responded, uh, particularly the Janine Brigade that has gained a lot of traction uh, from Palestinians, particularly from last year. Uh, the Janine Brigade also downed an Israeli drone small Israeli drone during the operation, uh, but from the Israeli side, they continued the mayhem, cutting phone lines, cutting electricity, closing off all the entrances and exits to the camp, preventing anybody from moving in and out. Uh, at the end of it, we had, uh, you know, nine Palestinians were, were killed, that crew to ten. Among them were teenagers, among them was an elderly woman who was shot, shot in the neck. Or disturbing uh, scenes from uh, the Janina Hospital where Israeli forces had fired tear gas canisters, particularly at the pediatric department uh, in that particular hospital. Uh, it started in, at 7 in the morning, finished by about noon, a very intense five hours and a very bloody start, uh, as we can see, to 2023, uh, described as one of the most violent incidents 
in the West Bank in years. But that was just one part of the story because uh, we, we've seen the Palestinian, number of Palestinian fatalities with this incident and other incidents now grow to more than 32 uh, since the start of 20, uh, 2023. Uh, then we had Palestinian resistance firing just a few uh, rockets from the Gaza Strip. Uh, Israel was waiting for that and uh, very soon launched airstrikes uh, on Friday morning uh, against the Gaza Strip. Uh, Palestinians uh, responding and very disturbed by the incidents in Jenin coming out in their thousands uh, to protest on Friday and uh, a resistance operation then on Friday night that was seen as a response to what had occurred in Jenin, uh, where a Palestinian uh, acting on his own reportedly uh, uh, attacked a building at an illegal settlement uh, uh, in, in occupied East Jerusalem. Uh, the Israelis said that was uh, a synagogue, but he didn't uh, attack the synagogue per se, uh, but the area around it. Uh, and this was, uh, again, uh, one high-profile incident, but between... 6 and 9 p.m. on Friday alone, there were a total of five armed resistance operations. And on Saturday, again, we had uh, a shooting at very heavily armed Israeli settlers in the Palestinian neighborhood of Silwan in Al-Quds. Hmm. The question is that uh, where does this leave this region going forward? So the Israelis, uh, we, we could say that uh, although you know we, we trace this uh, current uh, uptick in, in in crimes to what the Israelis did in Jenin, uh, we could effectively say that uh, a war was declared, uh, you know, through the election of the new Israeli government and the very initial and provocative steps that were taken by the likes of Netanyahu and Ben Gavir. Uh, and they are now reaping the uh, results of what, uh, the, 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 the violence that they had set into motion. Uh, after what had happened in Al-Quds uh, on Friday night, Israeli security services raising the security level to the highest alert for their citizens after that particular uh, shooting. We had the Palestinian Authority saying that they have cut security ties uh, or security coordination with, with the occupier. Again, uh, this shouldn't have, have been in place in the, in, in the first place. Uh, it's very controversial amongst the Palestinians. It only decreases uh, the, the ever-waning popularity of Mahmoud Abbas's Palestinian Authority. Uh, but many Palestinians taking that, uh, you know, with a pinch of salt because he has made these kind of uh, pronouncements before only to backtrack or only to not fully implement them. But uh, what's important here also, Mulana, is to look at uh, this is not only a war from the Israeli government, but uh, the Israeli settlers uh, have be become fully empowered and, and emboldened by this government. And in the wake of uh, these recent attacks, uh, just in a single night, uh, this, this Saturday that has, has passed, there have been a record of 144 incidents of settler violence against Palestinians, burning cars, stoning cars, pepper spraying Palestinians, uh, spraying graffiti on homes, uprooting uh, olive trees and so forth. Uh, so that's from the settlers. Uh, who now basically are the backbone of this government. Uh, but we also have the government coming up with its own series of 
uh, responses, it says, to what has happened over the past few days. So the Israeli government saying that they're going to deport the families of Palestinians involved in the killings, uh, sealing off their homes, blasting their homes, revoking citizenship, arresting family members, uh, giving more gun permits to Israelis, strengthening the settlements and sending more troops uh, to the West Bank. They've acted very fast after this to uh, already uh, seal the homes of Palestinians who they say were involved in the latest attacks. Throw into all of this the U.S. Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, who's, who's, who's in, in the region in the mo uh, at, at this moment in time, and you have a far-right Israeli lawmaker say, saying that, uh, he said on Twitter, nice and professional work by the fighters in Jenin, referring to the Israeli army, keep killing them. Uh, referring to the Palestinians, and all, all of this brings us to the fact that uh, the Israelis are still trapped in a delusion that more war crimes is going to give, uh, bring peace, some sort of mystical peace to them by just uh, doubling down on the, the, the violence against Palestinians. Uh, obviously, this has not worked in the past and it's not going to work in the future, but for the Palestinians in the moment, uh, this only paints a picture of grim prospect, uh, prospects uh, and only more tough times on the horizon. Hmm. Make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Make it easy for one and all Ameen Mulan Ibrahim Jazakallah khairan for your time Much appreciated on Radio Islam International Barakallah fiqh Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Wa alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh